This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, this is Arjun. It's truly a pleasure to welcome you to another episode with a leader from another walk of life. And what I found is winning is important, but winning big puts us on the path to sustain long-term wins. Today, it's truly an honor and a pleasure to welcome my VIP guest, Michelle Seller Tucker. Michelle is the founder and CEO of Seller Tucker Incorporated, and she's from New Orleans. She has 20 years experience in merger and acquisitions in considered one of the authorities in buying, selling, and fixing companies. She and her company has sold over 1,000 businesses of every size and countless industries. And what is fascinating is that she has taken all this message and put it out in two incredible books, and she'll talk about both of them. One is Exit Rich and also Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth. She is an international speaker and has been featured in Inc., Forbes, and Entrepreneur Magazine. Michelle, welcome to Secrets to Win Big. Thank you, Arjun. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So first of all, as I went through your website, there was one thing that right away made me feel I'm talking to a world record holder. Your website talks about you close nearly 98% of all offers you write. What fascinated me was one, you keep the number, and secondly, that is like world class, world record. So for this to be a world record, what is the secret behind this level of success? So we do a lot of our, we get our business, our sellers ready from the beginning. So we make sure that the businesses that we're working with, that we put on the market, that we're selling is operating on all six cylinders. We want to make sure that they're operating on what we call all the ST6Ps, as explained in my book, Exit Rich. So we tweak the business as we go. We make different fixes. We make different recommendations. We do a lot of the due diligence up front on the sell side so that we make sure there's not going to be any scary situations during due diligence. And so, like I said, a lot of our due diligence is up front. We make sure our seller's prepared up front. And we allow the buyer to do some due diligence before they even make an offer so that they're making their offer, their letter of intent based upon education, you know, not based upon just forcing them into getting an offer. Like a lot of M&A advisors just force people into making offers just so they can gather information. We gave a lot of our information up front and our prospectuses and our SIM to our buyers. So we want their offer to be based on education not just based upon wanting to get more, you know, giving us an offer just to get more information. I love that. You talked about your book, Exit Rich, and I have mm-hmm. to get into that. It's a fascinating headline. And I, you know, for those of you, you can see that you really, and, you know, Michelle will talk to you about where to get the book because the logo itself catches the text. The title is awesome. The logo is freaking brilliant. So, Michelle, talk to us a little bit about the book. What inspired you to write this book? Sure. So Exit Rich, I tell you what really inspired me to write Exit Rich is I wrote Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth in 2013. 
And when I did the research in 2013, I learned that the, that about 95% of all startups, those businesses within one to five years would go out of business. We all know that, right? That's common knowledge. But as I've been in business for over 20 years, I started seeing more and more and more businesses that have been in business for a very long time start to go out of business. So I started doing research from my next book, which is Exit Rich. And I learned that the business landscape has actually flip-flopped. It changed dramatically. So now it's only 30% of startups will go out of business. Only 30% of startups are at risk of going out of business. However, out of 27.6 million companies, those businesses have been in business 10 years or longer, 70% of those businesses are at risk of going out of business, seven zero. Wow. So it used to be that you could be in business for over five, six, 10 years and you're golden, you're going to be in business forever. That's not the case anymore. Now, startups have a greater chance of survival than the businesses that have been in business forever. You've heard about the big public companies like Toys R Us, been in business 75 years, goes out of business. Kmart, Steinmart, Pier One. Disney stores, you know, GNC is closing down on 100 locations. Godava Chocolate is closing down 1,500 locations. But the media doesn't tell you about the private companies. They don't tell you about the private business owners on every street corner in every town and every state across our great nation. These business owners are exiting poor. They're selling for pennies on the dollar, closing their companies, or even worse, filing bankruptcy. And when you file bankruptcy, you're not just going to lose your business assets, you're going to lose your personal assets too, because most business owners pierce the corporate veil because they commingle their assets. So that's why I wrote Exit Rich, because Steve Forbes, who endorsed my book, Exit Rich, basically states that 80% of businesses on the market for sale will never sell. Eight out of 10 businesses will not sell. And Steve Forbes says, you must read Exit Rich as business owners leave way too much money on the table when they go to exit their business. Sharon Lecter is my co-author who wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. She's a CPA, financial literacy expert. She's also the advisor to many different presidents, and she writes in Mentors Corner, plus the original Shark on Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington wrote the forward. So Exit Rich is all about planning your exit from day one. It's kind of like Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey says, start with the end in mind. So Exit Rich is all about planning your exit from day one of buying or starting a company. The number one reason businesses don't sell is because business owners don't think about their exit. They don't plan an exit. They don't think about selling until a catastrophic event has occurred. Internal or external? Internal being health issues, burnout, partner disputes, divorce, death. External could be this pandemic we're in right now. So the worst time to sell your business is during a catastrophic event because the business is trending downward and not doing well. The best time to sell your business is when it's in its prime. So Exit Rich is all about building your exit strategy from day one. And then it's also about you know knowing who the five types of buyers are, what their negotiating points are, and how to build your business based upon a solid infrastructure to get your business to run on all six cylinders, all six Ps. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. And the moment you... <laughs> shared the number that is after surviving the first five years. It's not that just like in the university, you get a tenure, businesses don't get tenures. You can still get out of business. And the examples of the neighborhood stores that's there is totally fascinating. And I love the part about when you talked about also is if you don't have an exit strategy, you will exit poor. I think that's simply brilliant. Thank you. Taking this to a different level, you know, a lot of us want to write a book. We just think if you have a laptop, you can write a book. 
And there are two things that came out, and I really want to bring it in front of the audiences. One, you really need to have a success rate like Michelle at 98%. And then even that particular Michelle does obscene amount of research before starts a book and also collaborates with the highest level business leaders in the country or the world to bring this in front. So do you have any advice based on your journey of writing this book for any one of us who just think you can sit down with a laptop and write a book? <laughs> well, I think you just gave them the advice is number one, have the credentials, you know, like 98% closing Rachel selling, you know, hundreds of thousands of businesses um, and then aligning with the experts. The other advice I would give you is you got to set a time frame. Mm-hmm. People are like, I have so many friends that say they're writing a book. They've been writing a book for years <laughs> and years. I've written three books, actually. And every single book I've written, I've written in six weeks, six to eight weeks. I don't take a year to write a book. So you got to really figure out, you know, you got to sit down and figure out what is, what is your objective from writing a book? What is your end game? What are you trying to accomplish? You're not going to make money off of a book. In fact, publishing a book is going to cost you. <laughs> you know, you're not going to make money from it. For us, it's it's lead gen. We want to educate business owners that there's a better way so they don't end up going out of business or end up not being able to sell their business. So you got to figure out what is your end game? What is your objective? How are you going to monetize? How are you going to get a return on your investment from writing the book? So again, start with the end in mind as far as what you want to get out of the book. Then determine your time frame and determine, you know, how long is it going to take you to write this book? It shouldn't take years to write a book. I don't have more than six weeks to dedicate. So you got to figure out, okay, what's my time frame? Then once you figure out what's your time frame, then you got to reverse engineer it and say, okay, for me, when I say six weeks, I write my books the same time every time. I start right before Thanksgiving and I typically end my book around some t- somewhere around the middle of January. So I write all of December, one or two weeks in November or one week in November, maybe one week in January. And that's my six weeks. I do it during the holidays. A lot of people will say, oh, that's crazy. But I do it during the holidays because I know my businesses are not going to be as busy during that time frame. I tell everybody not to bother me unless the businesses are on fire. Don't call me. And I schedule a time that I'm going to write from I get up like 4.30 a.m. And I'll write till all day long. I might take two or three breaks, but I'll write till like five o'clock at night. And, you know, I'll have ideas in my head what I'm going to write about. And I start with my table of contents. I start with my outline, my table of contents. Now I change it along the way, but I start with an outline and then I start chapter at a time. And guess what? I don't go back and edit because that's where a lot of people waste time. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfectly edited. You're going to have editors that do that for you. I get the chapters out and then I'll go back and edit before I send it to an editor, but I don't edit while I'm writing. Writing is creative. So you really have to get those creative juices flowing and you got to get the content out of your head. And when you keep stopping to go back and edit, then you're interrupting the flow of content. I've tried ghostwriters. It doesn't work. I've tried recording devices. It doesn't work. Every word in my books are typed by me. So, I'm just listening and fascinated because 
it feels like confession time, guilty as charged. I've been working <laughs> on a book for last one and a half years. And I personally needed this wisdom. What I liked was at the very beginning, you define the purpose, what it is not, because that's the cool thing. When I talk to super CEOs, the first thing they tell us very clearly is tell me is what they do not do, because that boundary is very important is you're not writing the book as directly, you know, book to make money. The book is going to cost. But as you talked about the purpose, lead gen, everything, I love that part. I love the second part, which I'm going to literally commit to is commit to between Thanksgiving and end of December to be the incredible time frame to write it, the six weeks. But the, you know, I don't know whether it's the biggest, but it's equally important what you talked about is when you write, write. Don't edit that separate thing. So these are some fascinating piece of advice. And if you only took this part of the conversation, I really think there are amazing nuggets for rest of us here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now let's go back a little bit is, you know, your journey. What made you, you know, not only wise, but you connect the dots to a purpose. Like I really believe instead of exit rich, if tomorrow you were in charge of Let's, let me make it up like U.S. Olympic team. Okay, I think the Olympic team would be in good hands for soccer or any sports because you have a purpose. You connect dots. Can you go back a little bit about your life's professional journey on how you have arrived here, big lessons learned to get to this point? Sure, I can try. <laughs> and one thing too I wanted to mention about Exit Rich is you keep saying, go to, you keep saying nuggets. So my chapter, each chapter is called Go to Nugget. Really? Go to nugget one, go to nugget two. So my journey, um, as a little girl, I wasn't your typical little girl. I didn't play with toys. I didn't play with dolls. My mom's like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> I would walk around with a notebook. I would walk up to complete strangers and just start asking them questions and writing down their answers. I walk up and say, hey, what do you do? How do you do it? How did you get into it? <laughs> and at six, seven, eight years old, my mom always thought I was going to be the next Barbara Walters. So I always knew from a little girl that I like to write, I always wrote poems and lyrics, songs, lyrics, um, short stories, things of that nature. I've always been fascinating with writing. So I always knew that was going to be part of my journey. I always knew I was a people person, uh, that I love people. I love problems. I love coming up with solutions. And I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur because I don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> my biggest pet peeve is don't tell me what to do. And um, so I've owned many different businesses and many different verticals. I did go to work for corporate America. Actually, Xerox recruited me from their competitor because they couldn't beat me. So they decided to recruit me. And um, within six months, my nickname at Xerox became the closer. So every time somebody can close something, they're like, call Michelle. She's a closer. She can close it. She can close anything. Kind of like, give it to Mikey. He'll eat it. He eats anything. <laughs> And um, within six months, my supervisor came to me and said, hey, you really should apply for the regional vice president position. It just came available. It's overseeing 100 salespeople. And she says, you won't get it because you've only been here for six months. And Xerox's policy is you have to be here for two years before they promote from within. And she says, plus you're interviewing against you know people who have been here for years. And she said, it's a three-month process. And I said, well, why would I waste three months of my time? Why would I go through this three-month grueling process for something I'm never going to get? Mm -hmm. And she said, because of the experience. 
She said, because of the learning, you will learn more during this process than probably anything else. So I said, okay, I'll do it. So she was right. It was a three-month grueling process where I had to meet with all the Xerox high-level executives from all over the United States, asking them questions, doing presentations, you know, equipment demonstrations, and closing, actually. And I ended up, I did get it. Wow. I did get it. So I guess, and they, 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 you know, bent their own policy to promote me. So I guess I truly am the closer, but then I realized really quickly that I didn't like it <laughs> because I went from sales. I went from solving people's problems to finding solutions, to building lifetime relationships with my clients. to really managing a hundred unruly salespeople And I really wasn't even meeting with anybody. I was in meetings, corporate meetings, you know, every day, every week, we would have meetings to schedule follow-up meetings to schedule more meetings. And it was just so much corporate paperwork. You couldn't get anything approved. You really couldn't get anything done, you know, just constant trying to push our ideals through this bureaucracy. And I realized I didn't really like it. So I ended up um, searching for a company to buy. I was going to keep my position because it's six figures, great benefits. And I was climbing that Xerox ladder very quickly, but I missed entrepreneurship. So I reached out and um, was going to buy a franchise. And uh, the franchise owner actually knew me and my husband and said, no, we don't want you to buy a franchise. We want you to partner with us, help put us on the map, and we'll give you a franchise. So... I said, well, look, you're not successful. I'm not going to leave a six-figure position for a company that's only got a couple locations. I said, I'll try it for six months and see what happens. Within six months, I made, you know, I kept my job at Xerox. I worked nights and weekends and went to trade shows, franchise shows, did um, events, so on and so forth. Ended up selling, I think, 50 or 65 franchises in six months. Ended up making more money in six months an entire year at Xerox. They had two before, only two. Yeah. And then I ended up leaving Xerox and then partnering with this franchisor. But then I learned a few years into it that our values were different. Um, they like to overpromise and underdeliver. And I like to, you know, overpromise, underpromise and overdeliver. And I just found myself constantly in the middle because I was always taken up for the franchisees and they were upset because they felt like I should be taken up for them. So anyway, they never really built the proper infrastructure to handle the growth. And that's what happened. So I ended up um, having them buy me out. And I started my franchise sales, franchise development. Well, I already had my franchise sales, franchise development, franchise consulting business. And then after that, I decided to transition into selling businesses and to starting my M&A firm. And I've owned many different businesses along the way in many different verticals. At any given time, I own five to 10 businesses that I'm building to sell. So we don't just sell businesses. We specialize in buying, selling, fixing, and growing. So that's my story. Fascinating. Fascinating. And what I like is you created your own path with incredible amount of self-belief and you were never hesitant to change the path on your terms. Like you did it every time you needed to accelerate. You did it. It's like, I, I love the story of no regrets and you defining your own path. Like truly amazing. So love that. Thank you. So what's some of the biggest inspirations in your life to get you to be so successful? Some of the biggest inspirations, you mean role models? What do you Role models, situations, people, yeah. I think, you know, I never actually had a mentor. I would say my heroes, my husband, 
you know, but I never um, really had a mentor until maybe 2012, 2013. And, you know, that's when I went to a conference and someone said, you know, you should write a book. And I'm like, you know what? I should write a book because I love to write. I have all this knowledge. I have all this content. I should write a book. And that's when I started my first book in 2013. So I think that was, uh, you know, a great inspiration. You know, I used to go to Dale Carnegie's sales course, and then I ended up teaching it for three years. So I think that was great inspiration. My clients are a huge inspiration for me. I'm like a kid in a candy jar. jar. I get so, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I get so excited when I find out how someone with an eighth grade education built a $70 million company from selling products out of their pickup truck. And so I think, you know, my biggest inspiration are my clients and the stories I've heard along the way and my ability to help them exit rich. You know, to me, it's so amazing with all your success. Every time you talk about your husband, there's a cute smile on your face. That is like, to me at the end, that's what life is. Mm. Could we just digress a little bit? Can you just give a little shout out to him and talk a little bit about him, your connections and what drives you guys together? Uh, sure. So my husband and I've been together, gosh, we're about to celebrate an anniversary come June 1st. And he always laughs at me because I can never remember the date we got married. I'm terrible with dates. I can remember when I closed on the sale of a business. <laughs> but uh, we've been together for about, I think, 26 years, 27 years coming up. And we met in Dallas. My husband is a chiropractor. He owns multiple clinics, multidisciplinary clinics, MDDC clinics. And um, he, you know, works on his business, not in his business. And, you know, I also started a medical, uh, medical legal marketing company about 20 something years ago to help him out with his clinics. And then we have a total of 10 underneath our marketing umbrella. So we work together in that capacity. So, yeah, he's my hero. And then we have a beautiful 10 year old daughter named Arabella. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. So at every point of time, you in any situation see what others do not. And to me, I just find in the business world, seeing what others do not see is very important. You did something in Xerox that wasn't done before because you saw yourself through that. You saw in the franchise, they had only two, maybe they would have gone to three or four in the next few years, would have been a great success, adding 56 in six months is freaking brilliant. So how do you see things that others do not? Like what's that success? Uh, what's that secret? I think that I'm always just extremely eyes wide open, always looking for opportunities, always looking for a competitive edge, <laughs> you know, always looking to, always looking for the problem. And then most importantly, looking for the solution mm-hmm. and, really always looking at maybe what other people just kind of gloss over. I look at the details. Secondly, I also want to talk a little bit about your processes because I feel success that is not planned or doesn't have a process cannot be repeated. You are going from a success to a bigger success. And of course, exit rates will be an incredible success, but I still feel there are bigger successes ahead because that's who you are. Is there a process that you are feel comfortable sharing that when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? What's the last thing you do at the end of the day? Yes. And sometimes that process is get, that process gets interrupted. 
when you have a book launch. <laughs> but yes, you know, when I get up in the morning, first thing I do is give gratitude. Thank God for what I have and um, for my family. Uh, the second thing I do is get a cup of coffee <laughs> and then I work out. And that's, I usually get up around 4.15 wow. a.m. And um, then work out for about an hour. And I try to read, you know, I try to read a few chapters in a different book um, every week. Then I quickly get dressed, quickly get my daughter dressed, get her out the door and get her to school. And what's the last thing you do professionally when you're wrapping up your day? Professionally, um, I look over my team's results and I own multiple companies. So everyone reports back to me what their results were for the day, what their big accomplishments were, what they're hoping to accomplish or what they're on track, not hoping, what they're on track to accomplish for tomorrow. I go through those reports rather quickly mm -hmm. and give my team encouragement Brilliant. for what they did today and, and for what they're going to accomplish tomorrow. And just make sure that everything is in line for the next day, and, you know, to the me week. It's very, it's very fascinating how simple you kept this whole daily process, starting with gratitude, finishing with appreciation. Mm -hmm. And for somebody with this much of accomplishments, you know, you see with some people, they get so much into me, 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 and me. But I was totally blown away by the gratitude and the appreciation. And that is a, such a beautiful way to sandwich the day and is, you know, awesome for sharing. Yeah. And I go through that process with my daughter, too, because I put her to bed every night. So I ask her, what is she grateful for? You know, today, what does she want to thank God for? And what is she going to accomplish tomorrow? I do that with her, too. And she is really fortunate to have really good parents like both of you. Thank you. So let's move forward. The year is 2030. You and I are having our fourth conversation. Where would brand Michelle be in the year 2030, 10 years from now, nine years from now? In 10 years, nine years from now, um, I will have a New York Times bestseller. I will have multiple offices, Tyler Tucker offices, doing mergers and acquisitions, doing deals, selling more companies, saving more businesses from going out of business. And I partner with business owners too. I don't know if I told you that earlier, but we buy businesses, we flip them. I also partner with business owners, investing my capital, resources, experience, expertise. Sometimes I bring partners in and I'll probably have more partners at that point too, um, where I'm helping them on the path of building to sell for their desired price tag. So for anyone, any small business to realize that they are maybe nearly ready to work with you, what are some questions they should ask before they come to you? Well, first and foremost, they should ask themselves, they should take themselves through the GPS exit model. They should ask themselves, what is their destination? You know, so many business owners are lost. You know, when you want to drive somewhere, the first thing you do is you pull out your Google Maps and you plug in your destination, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't, you're going to be driving around in circles. Business owners really need to have a destination. Business owners don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. So many are going out of business because they don't have a plan. So they need to figure out what's their destination. What is their desired sales price? And they don't have to figure, it out, figure that out before they come to me. But they should really start thinking about that. You know, there's a chapter in my book dedicated to when should I sell my business? Because there's a whole psychological process that business owners have to go through. They have to get their mindset ready. 
they have to determine, you know, what's the most important thing and number the level of propriety in selling their business is it, because it's not always price. Mm-hmm. Many times it's not the price. Many times it's making sure their employees are taken care of. Maybe many times it's making sure our customers are taken care of that their legacy continues to grow. So they really have to go through some of these exercises and determine when they want to sell their business, what they want to sell their business for, what do they need to live on? You know, let's say they want to retire and they are going to live for another 20 years. What do they need to live on per month? And what is the priorities of selling their business? And what would they do next? You know, because a lot of business owners, it's kind of like the empty nest syndrome. When all the kids leave and go to college, the parents look at each other and go, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing with a business owner. What do we do now? If I don't help my business owners plan their beginning strategy, they'll never have an exit strategy. And then really look at their business and go, are we operating on all six cylinders? Do we have the right people in place? Is our product thriving and not dying? Are our processes designed with the customer experience in mind? Are our processes productive and efficient? Are they well-documented? Do we have SOP checklists, policy and procedure manuals? Do we have employee contracts, non-competes, et cetera? Proprietary. Do we operate on the six pillars of proprietary, which is a number one value driver? Are we well-branded? Have we protected our IP or intellectual property? Do we have trademarks? Do we have federal trademarks? Do we have patents? Do we have contracts in place with our clients? Do we have a subscription model? Do we have celebrity endorsements? Do we have high rankings on internet? You know, Do we have um, patrons is the fifth P. Do we have customer diversification or do we have customer concentration? And then the sixth P is profits. Are we profitable? And they should really look at their business on the six Bs and strengthen. And, and we help our clients do this. So it's not that you have to figure all this out before you call us, but you just ask me, you know, what are some things that they should be thinking about? Brilliant. So now let's go back where we started about the book, Exit Rich. And I'm really fortunate to have the conversation just before the launch. So how can people be part of the journey? So to me, this is not even about getting the book. It's something much bigger. How can they be part of this incredible, fascinating journey? You know, that's a great question. I think a big way to be part of this journey is we've we've had some people, we've had some um, readers read the book, some business owners pick up the book. And right now you can get the book early and we can talk about that. But we've had some business owners pick up the book, read the digital download because we email that to you immediately. And we have one gentleman email us and say, listen, this is the best business book I've ever read. I've been in business for 20 years. I own a media digital agency. I was completely clueless. I had no idea what an exit plan is. I had no idea how to plan my exit. I didn't know about the seller sanity check. I didn't know that there's five different types of buyers. And he says, then I didn't know anything about the six fees. And out of the six, we're operating off maybe two of the six. So he says, we've completely restructured our business. Now, every time we meet in the mornings, we have Exit Richer in front of us and we use it as a workbook. And we go through each chapter and we go through each P to make sure that we're strengthening our P's and building our business to sell. That's kind of how you become part of the journey because he emailed us. He wanted um, to give us a testimonial. He wants to work with us. He wants to share in our success of the book launching. And we want to share in his success and help him build to sell. Brilliant. So, of course, the coolest and the best question I can ask is how can people get copies of the book now? 
I would agree. That is the coolest and the best question. <laughs> so Exit Rich comes out June 23rd. You don't have to wait till June. I'm sorry, June 22nd. You can go to ExitRichBook.com now for $24.79, which is less than Amazon. We will email the digital download to you immediately so you can start reading Exit Rich now. Plus, we will ship the hardcover to your doorstep for no additional shipping costs to anyone who lives in the United States. We will give you a lifetime membership into the Exit Rich Book Club. The Exit Rich Book Club has video content where I do deep dives and talk about these different techniques and strategies that I've been practicing over the last 20 years, plus documents, documents to operate your business, documents to sell your business. So we have sample org charts, policy and procedure manuals, SOP checklist, employee handbooks, sample letter of intent, sample purchase agreements, closing documents, due diligence checklist. All of these documents are there for your review and your download. And it will cost you between $3,000 to $4,000, maybe even more if you went to your attorney to recreate. Wow. Plus, we will give you a 30-day free membership into Club CEOs, which is an entrepreneurship mastermind where we do hot seats and Q&As. And, you know, really get business owners to think about how they can pivot so they can build a sustainable, scalable, and when they're ready, sellable business. All for $24.79 at ExitRichBook.com. Yes. And what is fascinating is for those of us and all of us who are impatient, we get to read the book now. Yep. Secondly, we get the hardcover, no additional cost. Correct. And, you know, I was at that point, I was just like blown away by saying that's fascinating. But then the moment you talked about literally how to live the book, that free access that gets me all the documents, because many a times book just becomes like a Hollywood movie. We see the movie and then don't do anything about it. Very true. And that big offer gives us every tool we need to live the book and actually exit rich. So it is not just a read just for read's sake. It's a book the way you are putting this offer in. And again, you know, I never endorse anything. This is an endorse-free zone. But I really feel that, again, from a layman's point of view, this is a very fascinating way you've packaged it. And for all of us writing a book, we really must strive to bring this level of value to everyone. Thank Any, you. Absolutely. Any final words on anything that we haven't covered thus far? Yeah, I think the most important thing is, you know, entrepreneurship sometimes seems lonely, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be that way. There are so many entrepreneurs that love helping other entrepreneurs. And the more successful entrepreneurs are, the more time, energy, effort, and even money they have to invest in other entrepreneurs. So grab a mentor, grab an expert, grab an entrepreneur, someone who's been down the path you want to travel, you know, because their path become their path now becomes your path, which is much shorter because you're learning from their mistakes. You're not repeating mistakes. And like I said, you know, entrepreneurship doesn't have to be lonely. There's so many other entrepreneurs that love helping entrepreneurs like myself. And so just grab a mentor, somebody who's been down your path, and they will help shorten, shorten your learning curve dramatically. Love that. Michelle Salad, this is such a fascinating conversation. Thank you for taking the time to share. Thank you for sharing that too at a very critical, crucial time just before the launch of your book, Exit Rich. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It was an absolute pleasure. I enjoyed our conversation. Truly.
and I, me too. So, and call I, me if you need help with me. Call me if you need help writing a book. <laughs> oh, I am going to take you up on that. That would be absolutely. <laughs> so, thank you all for listening to this fascinating conversation. You know, I always talk about I have the best seat in the house when I listen to these fantastic conversations and when I can ask a follow-up questions. Today, I just felt I must have woke up on the right side of the bed because it was little extra special because this conversation not only talked about things I can do on the business side, it also talked about what I'm not doing to get that book out. And also what I loved was the simplicity with which Michelle put everything in front of us, her attitude, her drive, her passion. It's really the good contagiousness that we are all looking for. Truly a fun conversation. And again, thank you all for listening and looking forward to bringing another conversation to you very soon. Thank you and happy listening. Bye. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.